Good evening, everyone, and welcome to a special edition of the, the Sport Limerick Soccer Podcast, where we're joined by a guest from the opposition, shall we say, uh, this week uh, in Keen O'Connell, who some may recognise when he starts talking from his commentary duty with uh, LOI TV at uh, Galway United Games, home games at Eamon DC Park. Uh, thanks very much for joining us this evening, Keen. Delighted to talk, Adrian. Uh, yeah, obviously, the, the reason you're joining us is there's a, a big game to preview uh, this Friday, this coming Friday at the Markets Field, you have 3D United hosting Galway United. Uh, considering the, the form that both sides are coming into this game in, Keane, it, it promises to be a lively affair with both teams full of confidence. Yeah, it should be a really interesting game, Adrian, and I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, it's brilliant from an outside perspective to see senior football back in Limerick and it, it, that, like the team has done so well under Tommy Barrett this year and they deserve so much credit from a Galway United point of view the fact that two wins have been stitched back to back since the restart of the league is, is hugely encouraging too because as John Caulfield in his own words he, he alluded to the fact that Galway United were slightly inconsistent in the first third of the season but there's definitely been a an upturn in form and there's a, a bit a bit of momentum being generated which is important but at the you have to acknowledge Treaty United and a really good win away to Cove Ramblers uh, last Saturday evening. And the fact that you have so many, a couple of Limerick guys playing with Galway United, you have a couple of Galway guys playing with Limerick and a lot of ex-players from both clubs, if, if, if you want to call Treaty with the fact that a lot of ex-Limerick FC players or whatever. So it's, a, yeah, it's really, really sprinkled with subplots and it should be a really good game at the Markets Field. Yeah, certainly uh, will be the, the case, you'd imagine. You mentioned it there about uh, Galway's inconsistency, uh, Keen. Obviously, you've got Shelburne at the moment who, who appear to be kind of running running out in front uh, with the, the first division title. I obviously had Galway right up, judging by the start of the season, on paper with, with the management, the players and the full-time setup right up there. Would you say, would it, would it be fair to say that obviously it's been frustrating at times for, for Galway in the opening stages of the season? Uh, and obviously, as you said, you alluded to yourself, maybe uh, very inconsistent uh, results or performances. Yeah, no, I think it's fair to say that it has been frustrating, Adrian. Galway United had such high expectations last, last season at the end of the campaign. They won 8 out of 12 under John Caulfield and he really just injected a bit of positivity into into the Galway United, into the club, and there was a real belief and a and a feeling that Galway United could make a, a a real bid for promotion this year. And it it didn't go to plan. The preseason went really well for for Galway United. They played in some excellent games against top flight opposition, and everything suggested that it was going well ahead of the season. But then when the matches started. First game against Shelburne it was a really tight affair, nil all draw. The following week at Lone Town were smashing on the night and they they, they defeated Galway United 3-1. That was a bit of a setback. And the week after that, you had the Cavantili game that didn't take place. So all of a sudden, within two or three weeks, Galway United only had one point until they got the award of the, the three points for that Cavantili game subsequently. So there was a bit of a bit of pressure built then early on and it, 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 it was hard and, and they just didn't get that... I suppose that, that level of consistency in their performances right before the break it was a demoralising loss away to, to Shelburne 4-0 at Talca Park and that really hurt Galway United and that was a massive blow but then perhaps the, the break was was used well and, and, and United came back the game against Atlone Town and Atlone were really good in the first half at Eamon DC Park a couple of weeks ago they led by one goal to nil and United were lucky to only be 
in the, the interval, there was a massive improvement in, in, in Galway United's performance levels, driven by Conor McCormack in the centre of the park, who was who was brilliant in the second half of that match. And ultimately, John Caulfield's team prevailed. They got a 2-1 win there, and they brought that second half form into last week's game against Cavan Healy and it was a really good first half display from, from Galway United and to get back-to-back wins was something John Caulfield wanted to do because they hadn't done that so far this year. So they'll hit the markets field confident after those performances. However, they'll be fully aware of the, the threat that Treaty United carry and the fact that Treaty have generated their own momentum and there's just looking from the outside, there's a real, seems to be a real belief uh, course and through that that treaty team that that, that they can they can launch a, a bid for promotion and John Caulfield is, is is completely aware of that and it's just it's just set up nicely. The only pity, Adrian, is that there won't be crowds at the game because I'm sure with the results that Treaty have put together, I know you have 100, but I'm sure you you'll be talking maybe 1500, 2000 if 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 uh, if times were right because Galway United would bring a couple hundred down the road if uh, if they were able to. So uh, yeah, it's just, that's the only pity. However, it is nice that 100 spectators can go. And last week at Eamon DC Park, the 100 spectators against Cabin that made a difference. And it, it definitely increased, uh, the, increased the, the intensity levels. Yeah, certainly. And, and you mentioned, obviously, that, you know, Treaty have been in, in good form as well. They've kind of been, they've only had two defeats all season, uh, Keane. And obviously, in the first section of the, the league, we'll say the first round of games, they had reputable draws obviously way in Galway way in Shelburne uh, you know then obviously they've turned those draws into to victories I think it would be fair to say now that maybe teams have, have started to take notice now that Treaty aren't just maybe a one round get, a team that you know they, they really are there maybe for, for the long haul and, and it will be a, a difficult assignment I suppose it, like yourself I, like myself I suppose everyone has been surprised as well uh, by the fact that they've done so well considering the, the team was really only formed and, and gelling together about three to four weeks before the season started Yeah definitely but there's really good players in that squad and I remember when Galway United were, were out of action and when they weren't in the in the League of Ireland, I, I was a regular at games in Thoman Park when, when Limerick played there and then when they moved to the to the Marcus Field. And at that time, you had the likes of Red Hanlon. He, he, I can remember him being involved in squads. And then you have other players, really strong players that, that I would see from like junior clubs, Sean Gearns. He was on trial with Galway United before. He's been very, very effective for, for Limerick. And then... Mark Loden, vastly experienced player in, in the League of Ireland, a really good servant to, to Galway United and Merview United before that. So, like, there's lots of, lots of Joel Coustrain. You've loads of players. Jack Lynch, of course, was with Galway for a season and a half and did ever so well. Captain the treaty now. Joe Collins came into the, the, the treaty team last week against Cove, acquitted himself well. He's a really able midfielder and was perhaps a bit unfortunate to not get more. Galway United, but he has plenty to offer in, in the League of Ireland. So you have loads of, and loads of talented players in, in that treaty squad. Clyde O'Connell, O'Donnell, so many good, effective players. And as you mentioned, treaty have been really hard to beat throughout the season. And that's something I, I spoke to John Caulfield from a day job, uh, uh, interviewing him this week. And that's what he, what he stated, the fact that they have so many able players, so many like really good players for, for this level. And while... Tommy Barrett only had a had a, a very short time to stitch a squad together. He did ever so well to to assemble the squad that he did put together. And to to to, to me, it's no surprise how well Treaty are doing. The 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 only thing is 
they will want to show that they can maintain that, but there's nothing to suggest that they won't be able to maintain it considering the manner in which they're, they're so hard working, so hard to beat. And as you said, they've only lost a couple of games this season, which illustrates that perfectly. Yeah. And obviously two key players for that, uh, Keen, for that, uh, Surge from 3D United this year, two players who you know quite well. Obviously, Mark Ludden, you mentioned already, uh, he actually captained the side for the first time last week in the absence of another former Galway player, Jack Lynch, who is the, the full-time captain of 3D United. Uh, both sides, Jack Lynch is quite versatile. He's played at right back, but he's also played at centre-back on one occasion and also midfield on a, a good few occasions. And Mark Ludden, they have been leading by example, to be fair to them. Uh, you know, they've been very vocal uh, 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 in terms of their leadership as well on the field, uh, it's been superb. But also performance-wise, I know Mark Ludden actually played very well against yourselves in the game as well like at um, in DC Park. That probably would come as no surprise to you, though, con- considering what you know of those players already. Yeah, completely. Mark Ludden is a really able player and he had some really good seasons, particularly when Galway United were in the Premier Division. He really emerged as a, as a key player for, for Galway United. And it, it was disappointing for many that he... he, he isn't with Galway United this season just due to work commitments, etc. But he has so much to offer in the League of Ireland still. And as you alluded to there, uh, Adrian, he played a really good game at Eamon DC Park in that draw earlier in, in the season. Jack Jack Lynch too. Like I can remember his, his father, Tommy, being in charge uh, of Limerick. And there was many good battles against Galway United when Donald Reardon was in charge uh, of Galway United at that time. So that's a family synonymous with the with football in Limerick. But Jack Lynch, when he came to Galway United, he made a massive difference. He came midway through season a couple of years ago. Him, Stephen Christopher and Killian Bruder from Newcastle West all joined Galway United. And it was a really young Galway United team at the time. But those three players added so much. They went on a bit of a cup run and the following season, which was last season, uh, they, 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 there was a there was a, a a belief that United could launch a promotion bid, mainly because those three players had delivered so much in, in the in the previous campaign. So Jack Lynch can play in a number of positions. He predominantly played at right full for Galway United, but he's well able to play in the centre of the park because he's shown can also do a job at centre half. Joe Collins as well, another ex Galway United player. Ty Ryan, of course, had a had a successful spell with Galway United, where he was he was very prominent uh, as, as a goalkeeper, and he was he's highly thought of in Galway. But so you've a lot of links then for Galway United, Shane Duggan, of course, Killian Bruder. So there's no shortage of guys who have uh, who have experience playing for Galway United or, or, and for Treaty or Limerick previously. Yeah, that brings me nicely on to, to the next uh, subplot, as you called it earlier on. Obviously, you mentioned Killian Bruder and Shane Duggan there. Um, I noticed from your commentary, I did watch a, a good bit of the game against Kevin Teeley last week, that you were very complimentary of both Bruder and Morris Nugent for the last couple of weeks. Uh, obviously, we knew that Killian had a lot of potential uh, in Limerick. Unfortunately, we know the circumstances, why he had to even leave the club. He didn't actually want to leave Limerick FC at the time but you know as it turned out it's worked out quite well for him um, in, in the end um, has it been going well for Killian and also on another note um, you did inform me that Shane Duggan had been carrying a knock which I wasn't aware of and you know he was on the substitute bench which I was obviously slightly surprised about uh, last week how has it been going for those two players uh, uh, Keane? Yeah Killian Bruder he, he was out uh, for a short spell earlier in the season but he's come back in and he's He's really cemented a good partnership there with Maris Nugent, particularly in the last couple of games. Galway played with uh, three at the back for a good part of their first third of matches, but in recent weeks they've had four at the back and they've been very, very solid. And Conor McCormack in front of the 
back four has been brilliant as captain and an anchor in the midfield, really. But uh, Killian Bruder and Morris Nugent at the end of last season, during that kind of storm and finish to the season when Galway United uh, earned their a, a place in the in in the in the playoffs and got to the playoffs and uh, were beaten by Longford in the first division final. But in that run of eight wins in twelve games, uh, Nugent and Bruder did form a very solid partnership for the majority of those matches they had. Uh, Kevin Farraher uh, was with Galway United for a spell last season, but he uh, emigrated to to the UK for 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 a spell. So he was a loss at that time, but it, it enabled Nugent and Bruder to forge a, a good uh, central defensive partnership that's been reunited, if you want to call it that, in, in recent weeks. So Killian Bruder has, has loads to offer, and it's 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 funny because last for the last number of years, Mark Ludden's long throw-ins were a feature at Galway United's play, but now Bruder is uh, is the man that's uh, arrowing them into the area. So. On Friday, I'm sure you'll have Mark Ludden on, on one side and Killian Bruder on the other. So there's going to be no shortage of uh, long throws being hurled into the area. Uh, Shane Duggan, like what a player Shane Duggan can be. He had a, a bit of a knock in, in the last couple of weeks. He, wa- he wasn't in the side uh, last week, but Shane Duggan is like what a, what a left foot. He scored a couple of crackers for Galway United uh, last season against uh, Shamrock Rovers B and... UCD on the last night of the regulation season, really two, two of the best goals seen at Eamon DC Park for for quite some time. So uh, that that showed what what he can do, and like he's a really able player, a really good midfield player. But Galway United are stocked with a good lot of options in the centre of the park. David Hurley, who was with Cove for a number of years, he's uh, he he came back into the starting eleven last week, and he he, he had a good game uh, alongside McCormack and Gary Boylan is another versatile player he's played a lot at, at right back this season but he's he's played in the center of the park for the last couple of games he's a, a mayo man but he's uh he's he, he's done quite well in in a central midfield role so john caulfield has a lot of options there but shane duggan has a has a lot to offer galway united going forward yeah obviously uh, we we do a weekly podcast here where, where former limerick manager nola connor joins me and former limerick player jason connor and we were discussing obviously uh shane duggan and one thing we picked up on i suppose was the real challenge for Duggan was obviously the introduction of Conor McCormick, the signing of Conor McCormick to the team, because obviously both those players would be similar to each other. I have Duggan has been. I know when he was younger, he was more of a box-to-box uh, midfielder until Martin Russell came into Limerick FC. He kind of was more of a defensive midfielder then uh, at that stage under him, and, and it hadn't changed much. Do you think there is room, uh, Keen? You, you know, you, you say that there's... John Coffey has players stocked in midfield, you know, quality players. Do you think there is room realistically for Conor McCormick and Shane Duggan in, in the one team in Galway? Yeah, no, I do definitely because uh, like McCormick, uh, when he came in, he, he's, he's well able to anchor the midfield. And last year, Shane Duggan's role was probably, he probably had more of a defensive role. But this year in the early games, he was maybe given a bit more license to play further forward considering Conor McCormick uh, was there beside him or basically in front of the back four, which enabled Shane Duggan to, to go and play because Shane Duggan can go and play. Like he's a really good passing range. Uh, it, it probably is fair of the lads to say that. And can, what a what a servant Noel O'Connor was to the game. I can remember him many years ago when he was over Limerick. Always, he'd always be at Terryland Park as it was then, watching games in the first division. Like he was ahead of his time in the sense that he was always at matches and seeing seeing other teams in action and he, he like he prepared really good Limerick teams that I, I, I remember well too so uh, but you yeah, know it, that is pr- probably a fair assessment from, from the lads uh, 
uh, in in one way. But if you're watching Galway United play this season, Shane Duggan definitely has been given more license to to play further up the pitch, and he he, he like he can do damage there because his passing range is good, and he's he's really good ability. And uh, as we mentioned previously, he he scored a couple of goals uh, last season that were valuable goals. That goal against UCD ultimately was the goal that earned Galway United a place in the playoffs by virtue of getting that draw against UCD on the last night of the regulation season. Yeah, and obviously you mentioned earlier on about the, the fact that Killian Bruder has long throw uh, range ability and obviously the same with Mark Ludden. Uh, 3D United are very strong on set pieces, Keen, uh, really strong in terms of both throw-ins and uh, corner kicks and free kicks even as you saw last week I know Pat Darren Murphy scored an own goal off one of Charlie Fleming's deliveries but that has been huge for Treaty because we don't seem to be looked massively dangerous from open play because of maybe the defensive nature of the team uh, so like I suppose John Caulfield that'd be one thing John Caulfield will be drilling into Galway as well is that you know you've got to be got to be strong in, in that area of the field to, to make, or else and I know he'd be fairly angry if Treaty do manage probably to concede or sorry score uh, from set pieces this weekend yeah, definitely. You have a lot of physically imposing players, I think, in the in the treaty squad. Strong players, and then like Mark Ludden's throw-ins and the, and and the deliveries from set pieces. Uh, like like the treaty will commit bodies forward, and and they they will attack those those deliveries that are that are going to be either thrown in or that are going to be clipped into into the area. So definitely, like treaty have a lot of physically strong players and forceful players and uh, that is that is an it, it, it is an area Galway United will need to be uh, aware of and they'll need to be diligent in a defensive fashion because Treaty will pose problems that way but uh, like the game earlier on in the season Sean McSweeney was was really really effective for for Treaty that evening like and he showed his 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 range of skill and his, his talent and he he has the ability to to unlock defenses too so I think there's. Yeah, you'll be glad to know, Keen. He's out for the game on Friday evening. Uh, that'll be good news for Galway. He's actually out for the next few weeks, unfortunately for Treaty. Oh, that's a big out for 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 Treaty because he's a he's a player that 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 has really good skill and craft, and he can create chances. And that that evening in Aim DC Park, I thought he was very very uh, useful, and he, he caused Galway plenty of bother, particularly in the first half. Yeah, absolutely. It is a massive loss. Um, Obviously, it's probably coming at a good time for Treaty. I know that Galway might, you know, look to freshen things up as well in July. You, um, you know, they, they'll have the ability, I suppose, to do that uh, financially, maybe. Anyway, Keen, you'd know more about that than I would. But obviously, Treaty, maybe not so much. But, you know, you've got under-19 squads now that will become available to you as well. So fresh faces uh, will be huge. There's one area that uh, the lads picked up on as well, Keen, in the, the soccer podcast is that, you know, actually both sides, Treaty and Galway, have scored 17 goals each. Uh, this year but they did point out that maybe Galway you know like for instance I watched the Kevin Teeley game and Noel O'Connor assumed, uh, said uh, what did he say perfectly he said uh, that Galway United murdered Kevin Teeley 1-0 and that it was so they were so in control of the game realistically uh, Kevin Teeley didn't create an awful lot but do you think that maybe you know you'd be hoping that maybe the likes of Mikey Place Rory Keaton or, or Parry Cunningham could start belting up the, the goal charts a bit more because that seems to be one area that you've struggled in in terms of killing off teams in games. Yeah, that, that's fair to say. And it's something that John Caulfield has repeatedly said the throughout the season. I talk to him uh, every week for for the, for the paper and he's, he's, he has said that repeatedly that Galway United need to be more clinical. So that's a that's a, a, a fair enough assessment. And like last last Friday's 
performance was was probably Galway United's best of the season, especially in the first half where there was real creativity and invention in, in, in Galway United's football. In attacking areas, Wilson Waweru, he scored, he'd be a promising young player. He scored his third of the season after good work by Mikey Place. Keating has been, has been effective uh, in an attacking role. He can also play... Uh, high up the pitch in a wide area as can uh, Mikey play so that's they, they've mm. they've seen service in, in, in those areas and Pori Cunningham is a, is a real threat off the bench and the game against that loan he, he made a massive difference in the second half of that game he was prime for, for, for that match and he scored a couple of goals off the, off the bench and he's made an impact coming into games so uh, it, 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 I, I, maybe perhaps uh, Caulfield will, will want uh, want his attackers to have to have a, a better scoring ratio, but he he has options and he 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 can make changes, which is which is a good thing, especially in recent weeks. Uh, Wilson Waweru has played through the middle, and Pori Cunningham has come on to good effect against uh, Athlone in particular. But he was also useful against Cavendish last week, which was it's fair to say Galway United's most impressive display of the season. I I, I feel anyway, and they 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 did dictate the game. And they were probably deserving of a, of a greater margin of victory. Yeah, I know that it's notable as well. Obviously, that one player who I was impressed with in pre-season forgot it. Francis Lombardo suffered, obviously, a massive injury. That was a blow because he did look like a player who could really score a lot of goals at this level because he had all the attributes, really, in terms of strength and, and pace as well. Uh, Keen, obviously, you know, the one point, obviously, the, the first division is so good in uh, in terms of its excitement level this year. Anyone can beat anyone on the night. Uh, it's clear to see that even, you know, if you look at last week, obviously, Shelburne went to Wexford. Everyone was probably expecting a two to three goal margin. It was a penalty victory, one nil. Um, but there's more examples than that that I just can't think of at the top of my head. It's brilliant, the new format, isn't it? Uh, I know I've asked players and managers at Treaty this recently, and Tommy Barrett and Mark Gooden, they've all agreed that you know, the excitement levels, obviously you've got a winner of the league, but then from second to fifth, you know, you have a, a chance of a playoff. Uh, it's like a mini-marathon playoff where you have to win three games to get promoted, but it's half the league that's involved, which means that you have probably at least eight teams going into the last 10 games that have a chance of getting into those playoff spots. It's, it's super for excitement levels, really, and interest levels. Completely, it's it's a brilliant it's a brilliant league, and it was the same last year as well. Where Galway United came from a long way off to get into the playoffs in fifth position. At one stage in the season, from a Galway United perspective, they trailed Cavendish by fourteen points, and they ended up finishing ahead of them. So it just shows that it, it proves that things can change quickly. Shelburne definitely seemed to be the 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 most effective team. That's proven, been proven week in, week out, and they they're they're quite some way ahead, eight points ahead of Treaty, eleven ahead of Galway United, and others. But the the only thing is that things can change quickly, and if if any team can stitch a, a significant sequence of victories together, it, like things can change rapidly, and that was proven last year too. For Galway United, were quite a, a a long way off, and they ended up getting into the top five. But every game is competitive, and I know. Some of the managers would be would be saying it's a cliche that every game is tough at this level, but it it, it, it actually is in this particular first division. And Ian Ryan has has had an impact since coming in with with Wexford, who have improved since he's taken over. So there's no, not one game uh, in, in the league could you say that's a guaranteed three points at the moment. That's just the way it is, and that that's brilliant, and it it it, it lends itself to. Is it like a, a a real drama, Adrian? And that 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 was that was the exact same last season. And the fact that the top five top team, of course, wins the league, and then from places two to five are are 
involved in, in a playoff. It's really hard to get through that playoff scenario, which is another day's work. But it, I, I think and I'd hope that the Treaty United and Galway United could be very much in the mix. And the, the evidence in recent weeks suggests that both teams will be fighting it out till the bitter end, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. This might be a preview for maybe a playoff game. You'd never know, uh, uh, Keen, as well. Uh, I obviously mentioned at the top of the show as well your involvement with uh, LOI TV. Obviously, we, you've had Vinnie Farty that I know on. Obviously, I know we know quite well here in Limerick uh, for his goal scoring exploits. And would you believe we, it, it feels like Vinnie was here longer than, than he was they, through that one season? It was a roller coaster ride. But obviously, they, there's been a, a change now. There, there's replays involved as well. It's it, it's really upped in quality, and it's a great service to be honest. You know, for to be able to watch matches back for the likes of ourselves when we're talking about you know trying to analyse other teams and 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 the whole lot, and obviously beneficial for clubs. Uh, have you been joined the role yourself in terms of your play-by-play commentary uh, with LOI TV? Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. It's something that last year I just kind of stumbled into uh, a man called uh, Vincent O'Connor. Uh, he was involved with Galway United. He basically put a streaming service together for the games last year when people couldn't go to the games and it just kind of came into the commentary uh, by accident. But it's something that I really enjoyed and it's it's nice to to be involved on the match night and you get a bit of a buzz out of it. But it's it's so valuable uh, for, for people that they can see the games, especially when they were behind closed doors and people couldn't attend matches because to me, like sport is so important in my life and in my family's life. I was lucky enough that my dad brought me everywhere to, to watch League of Ireland matches, to watch all codes. But League of Ireland was always a, a massive deal to us. Uh, like, and even from a Limerick point of view, my mom is from Nina. So on Sundays, we used to go to, we used to, go to Nina every weekend. And I, we regularly went to, to Rat Band, to Hogan Park and Rat Band at the time to watch Limerick teams. I remember... Brilliant Limerick teams. Noel King was the manager, and they, like I can remember a young Mike Curley. He was a really promising player at the time. And your own uncle, I, I was telling you yesterday, your own uncle Albert. He was he was always a player that I wanted Galway United to sign because he just had that character, and there was a there was a bit of a messer in him, which was a good thing. And I used to just enjoy watching him play uh, at Rat Band, and when he came to play against Galway United at Eamon DC Park, there were massive links, of course, between Galway United and 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 Limerick players down throughout the years, but. From the LOI TV point of view, it's just so good that games are accessible to people because, as I said, like sport is so important in people's lives. Like my little boy comes to in normal times, he would come to watch Galway United everywhere in the country with me. He's only eight, but he'd come everywhere. Like he's been to anywhere I go, he I I I would bring him with, with me. So for the last year, he can't go to games. So he every Friday I'm at the matches and he's watching the streams at home. So it's nearly like. Uh, a connection with him that that he'd be talking or he'd send a he'd get a message sent to me at halftime or then when I come home to talk to him about the match he'd he'd be all talk so at least people are able to see games and that's so important and it's just nice now that maybe you have a hundred spectators and I'm sure Treaty could have twenty times that if 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 crowds were allowed in 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 big numbers but it just from to have the LOI TV to have the games as you you mentioned you you were watching Galway United games doing your research I watched Treaty down in Cove last Saturday and it, it's just brilliant that people can can tune in and it's 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 so important and the League of Ireland is a is a community really like a League of like you'd have such respect Adrian for League of Ireland followers through of course you want your own team to win and that's natural but just to in, in Galway, Galway United followers know what it's like not to have a team in senior football. 
And in Limerick, that unfortunately was experienced too for the past while until Treaty came back on board. So it's just so good. And there's nearly a, a, a respect exists there that 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 senior senior football is back in Limerick and Galway people and people throughout the country, but Galway people can empathise with the fact that people couldn't go to watch their team uh, play and you didn't have Galway United for a couple of years. And that was a hard time, even though Merview and Saltill Devon were in the, in the League of Ireland at that time, but it wasn't the same because you, you need a representative team for, for the area. And the fact that people can tune in on the streaming service is, is really, really important. And it's, it's a, it's a really valuable thing. And hopefully it'll keep going into the future because I know even just from Galway United point of view, that there's like, Plenty of people in America that watch the games. Shane Doherty is from New Jersey. His family and friends watch the games every week. They've, you've, you've, you've got United supporters dotted around the world that watch the, the games and they're always talking about it. I'm sure it's the same in Treaty and in every other club, but it's, it's such a vital thing and it's, it's a great service that you can, that you have and you can go back and watch matches. And it's just brilliant to have, have matches because we experienced life for maybe three or four months last year without matches and it was, it was tough when there was no matches. Yeah, absolutely. T- totally agree with you. And I also agree with you on the respect that everyone has in the League of Ireland. I'd say it's a, a great banter and camaraderie between all all supporters, to be, to be fair. It's a healthy rivalry, isn't it? You know, and it's, it's great to be they are part of as well. But um, obviously, a huge thanks to yourself, Keane, for, for taking the time out to join us uh, this evening. And obviously, you'll be geared up for, for the game uh, Friday night as well. It's promises to be a great occasion as you said and and hopefully from a selfish point of view we can keep Galway United at arm's length uh, which, which we'd probably accept the draw in, in order to do that to be honest with you because we you know anything is positive for us at the moment but again thanks for thanks for joining us Keane and obviously best of luck with the the rest of the season and the, the LOI TV service and we'll be sure to catch up with you I suppose even in the final round of games and who knows maybe playoffs too Anytime Adrian delighted to talk football and keep up the good work <laughs>